Yeah. Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, back again with another great episode for y'all. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about what it means when the prison administrators, the people that run these places, tell us that we better stay in our place as inmates. Now, of course, all of y'all that listen to my show know that I don't like to use that terminology, inmate. I equate that with slave language. So, but for the sake of this episode, I'm going to use it because I don't want to confuse anybody, especially somebody that's a first-time listener. But uh, keep in mind, I don't really like that terminology, but I'm going to be using it just so that everybody can follow what I'm trying to say. Uh, but before I get into the episode, I want to thank everybody for the downloads. Thank everybody for subscribing to the show. I really appreciate the help that you've given me. I would pray and ask you that you continue to do that, continue to download the episode, share it with your friends. Tell everybody about it. Tell them to check out this guy named Joe Baker doing Doing Time with Joe on this prison podcast. It's something to listen to. Please do that for me. Now, back to the episode. Now, what do I mean when I say that um, when they tell us that we should stay in our place? What is it that I mean? You know, And the best way I can describe it, I'm going to give you a few examples of what they mean when they tell us that. You know, uh, in a lot of situations, not all, certain people that work at the prison, they don't even want us to walk on the same side of the sidewalk as they are. If they come down the sidewalk and we're all out there in some kind of movement, like when they do a movement here, they line us up and we all go at the same time. But if somebody in the administration, an officer, or especially somebody that's uh, a civilian or high ranking that wears a civilian clothes or whatever, they'll make us stop and let them go by. Now, they'll tell us that it's for security purposes and things like that, but for the most part, it's not. So they'll try to make you understand that there's a reason we do this, that safety is involved, so on and so forth, but it's not. It is not. It is not. I'm telling you. They'll also tell us that we can't be, like, for too long anyway, especially with somebody of the opposite sex, we can't be in a room by ourselves with them unless somebody else is in there and uh, they can see in there. And I, to an extent, I understand that, but uh, it's still one of those situations where they put all us in the category like we're animals, we can't control ourselves. Um, and for the most part, they want us to be totally submissive to the rules and regulations here and them. And they go, they go overboard in most cases when it comes to that. But it doesn't matter. What I've learned over the years is that in here, as an inmate, even when we're right, we're wrong. And let me give you, let me give you an example, a better example anyway, uh, so you can understand. If you're on the streets and you work at a place, at a, at a warehouse, let's say Amazon, you work at Amazon, and you're driving a forklift, let's say a forklift. And they came up with a set of rules that said all forklift drivers from the hours, between the hours of 12 p.m. and 1 p.m., you're, you're not allowed to use the restrooms on East Wall. And all the forklift drivers, you are not allowed to park on the front end of the parking lot when you get to work, right? And all the forklift drivers, you have to wear a certain color tag uh, so that we know we can distinguish you between other people. And these rules don't apply to anybody else but the forklift drivers, right? That's what distinguishes them from other people. If they did something like that, that would be demeaning to those people that drive the forklifts. In here, 
demeaning us is part of the process. And that's what makes it extremely hard for you to get yourself together in here because you're constantly fighting this idea that they want you to believe that you are less than, that you are not equal to them. And that's hard to understand, especially when you have some people at the prison that tell you, good job, keep it up, this, this, and that. But then as soon as you are going down or up the same sidewalk, it's a separation. It's a separate. It's almost like back in the day when our ancestors couldn't drink out of the same water fountain. I was good enough to work for you, but I'm not good enough to drink out of the same water fountain as you. I'm good enough to do all of these things, raise your kids, babysit, clean your house, this, this, and that, but I got to go through the back door of the restaurant and the hotel. We can't be seen talking in public because I don't want people to think that I associate with people like you. Those rules hurt. Now, again, to me, that's not recognizing and not seeing the humanity in the other individual. And I get it. Because it's hard to see the humanity in somebody that commits crimes, right? If you don't understand the backstory, even if you do understand the backstory, it's hard to say, I see the humanity in that murderer. That's hard. And it's unfair to ask people to automatically do that. That's why I say, especially in this message, I say to family members of the incarcerated or convicted citizens and the individuals that are incarcerated, we have to do better at changing our behavior so that people can recognize our humanity. And as family members of the incarcerated convicted citizens, we have to do more in encouraging our loved ones to stop that type of behavior that allows people, or that, that doesn't allow people to see their humanity. We have to be more focused on being the best version of ourselves and shining that light so that people will see us and if they don't see us after that, then it's not on you. It's on them. They don't recognize that you are someone that was created by the Most High. They don't recognize that you are somebody that deserves respect. All they want to see is that you are an inmate, that you are a criminal, that you are somebody that is not equal, that is not deserving. And that is a poisonous ideology. That's a poisonous way of functioning. Because it divides people, it corrupts people, and it gives some people, some people that have nefarious intent, the ability to behind, the ability to hide behind that type of ideology and exact a certain type of behavior, a certain type of, of, of action on those individuals. And it allows them to take advantage of us. Imagine you got somebody that is a fervent believer in the Ku Klux Klan, a Nazi organization, and they work in a place like this, and they are allowed to treat us like this by the law. Imagine that, because that happens. There are some people that work in law enforcement that do not like people of color, and they get to hide behind their job and do what they love to do, oppress people of color and poor white people. Imagine that. That's scary. And there's nothing we can do about it because they can say, I'm just doing my job. 
nothing you can do about it. There should be no reason that a person should be able to find refuge or safe haven in demeaning another human being by hiding behind the title of their job. We can't allow that. We shouldn't allow that as a society. Just wanted to drop that on y'all just, you know, a little bit. See what you think about it. Let me know what you think about that. Hit me up at doingtimewithjot at gmail.com. Tell me what you think. Leave a comment on the uh, podcast. You know, hit the message button. Tell me what you think. Do you agree, disagree, what? I want to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Share this with your friends. This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker. Peace, y'all.